Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. My name is Marcus Speller, and Luke Ball's here. All right. Jim Campbell's here. Hello. And everyone's favourite chap, it's Pete Donaldson. What's going on, everybody? I'll tell you what's going on. It's football time, baby. It's football time. And England are in the World Cup final. Oh, is it the under-17s? The under-17s. <laughs> oh, is it a taste of what's to come, Jim? 100% it is. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, Jim's on board. Because That's it why... hasn't happened yet. Yeah, I want right. to make that very clear. That's why you were out of breath in the intro. I think so. You're that excited. Yeah. Marcus doesn't put things that he knows we won't let him talk about in the running order. <laughs> yeah, he surprises, <laughs> he doesn't he? Them yeah. upon and they just puts them in there anyway. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Yeah. Eng- How many of the games have you seen? England. <laughs> Who's your favourite player? Uh, the guy who scored the Attrick. <laughs> the guy he looked, the advert. He looked so pleased about the. Uh, he looked so pleased about scoring. Oh, he Brewster. Was, oh, yeah. Brewster's millions. Brewster's got his millions. Himself. Ryan Brewster. It was funny. He said that um, his 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 father said sorry that he's been messaging his son throughout the tournament because he scored a hat trick against the US in the quarterfinal mm. and then obviously yeah. against Brazil in the, in the semi-final. And his dad said, I messaged him saying, but, but this was before the quarterfinal, it's about time you turned up to the party. Big games require big players. Cheers, Dad. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's good motivation. That sort of level of, um, of tennis dad sort of <laughs> horror is exactly what we might need to get this kid on the plane for, yeah. for, the, for the big one. But, that Jim, maybe we should get... <laughs> plane starts now. Is maybe we should right, get the Bruce? senior players' dads to do that to them as well. Yes. So like Ma- it- oh, God. Imagine, like, the whole coaching staff is just everyone's dad. Yeah, like the bench at, at every game, just the dads like <laughs> screaming at their players. Get the dads there. So what we're saying is, when 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 everyone's talking about not, well, dads, when everyone's talking about not um, sort of forcing young kids to play football and mm. win and mm. scream at the sides, what we're saying is we need more of. Them. I think yeah. so. Yeah, because <laughs> they're used to that from a young age, and, and when they get to the big stage, and it should be the dads and guardians yeah. or, or the dags, as I would call them. Yeah. Let's, yeah. <laughs> Let's let's legitimise it and make it professional. Because you do all, you do often see Jordan Henderson sort of looking around for his old man. Yeah. Like, oh, what was I supposed to do there? Who were those old men? Oh, oh, Harry, they're... Harry the uh, Sasquatch. Yeah, they're the Dags. Mm. Yeah, I heard it the first time. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. The Dags, ladies and gentlemen, they're coming to Russia. Um, so yes, England are there. What youth tournaments galore? Um, is, is, is what Marcus? We're, we're not talking about this. All right, we're talk all about the right Cup, then. <laughs> let's talk about the Carabao Cup. <laughs> AKA the big one that happened uh, this week. What a win for West Ham at a- Wembley. I was about yeah. to say, AKA the We Didn't Want to Win It Anyway Cup. <laughs> <laughs> it was Which strange. actually pretty much applies to everyone other than the team that does win it. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So we'll give it 60 minutes, and if it's not happening, we're giving up. Uh, it's, no we're one downing wants, tools. No one, in the, no one in the top flight wants to win it. 
unless they do win it, at which point it becomes great to pick up a trophy in February because it really gives you impetus for the running. Yeah, and it also, it, you know, it turns the community chest into a trophy as well, doesn't it? As we know. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> and, uh, but I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't seek to denigrate any cup competition, Mark, no, well, as you well know. Jose Mourinho um, said that um, the Carabao Cup is, is a third of a hat-trick, you know. Yeah. So, no, a third of a treble. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. hat trick a trophy. Yeah. Treble. Yeah, hat trick is something quite different. It is a little bit different. Yeah, no, that's what, <laughs> I'm just trying to steer it back to Brewster. Six six hundred shows in, I expect you to know that. <laughs> but yeah. um, the 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 game you're obviously referring to is uh, is uh, Spurs two 0 up and cruising cruising uh, last night, but were able to be pegged back by basically the old the old West Ham job saver. Yeah, yeah. wasn't it? There you go. There you go, Bilich. Yeah. Do you get another favour there? It's amazing, isn't it? He has to get within two games, and then he really wakes up. How long can he? Keep keep this sort of yo-yoing style up. But Jim, what I think is amazing is how it so often coincides with the game against Spurs, <laughs> which they then win. Yeah, I can't sack him now. But I think the West Ham players, according to the stats, and Bilic admitted this, that his players haven't been running that much during games, which is a problem. Which yeah. is an astonishing admission <laughs> it's, it's, professional football coach. It's one down from not kicking enough. Yeah. yeah. But the, well, I think the, the stats were there, so Bilic, he had nowhere to, to hide, even though some people hate stats, of course, but they, they do sometimes um, paint a picture. Mm. But I think the players looked round and thought we have it we're not we, we, we're taking it easy really we're getting off <laughs> we want this man still in the job so yeah. you've, we've got two games to save him well I'll tell you what we'll go out there we'll keep him on for another couple of months and uh, and we'll cruise through till Christmas I honestly think most West Ham fans would take having a really underwhelming season in which you occasionally mug off Spurs <laughs> But that's what I'm they do completely get. Completely happy. With that's it. exactly what they do. Well, exactly. the, um, but it's almost as well, like with the, with the running stats. Like the West Ham fans, uh, the West Ham players, sorry, have thought, "Well, I'm pretty sure the chairman can't sack us." Yeah. So if we don't want to run, we're not gonna. <laughs> we're not gonna. I know. Well, put it this way: the first Spurs goal, Suzoko outrun them all right down the middle of the pitch and yeah. just started home. And I thought they they really don't want Billish to stay, do they? Those part of like the red, well, part of like the Thames barrier <laughs> to make it more cockney. Like the claret and blue sea. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Let an errant seal in. <laughs> or crocodiles, we learnt the other day. Oh, yes. What, in the tent? Yeah. yeah, we talked about it on the Better of the Weaker thing, which we'll come on to a bit later on. Um, oh. Someone re- mentioned um, a crocodile on the Thames. And I, we I went... couldn't see the reference. No, we could, yeah. I, I went and looked it up, and apparently there was one spotted. Uh, spotted? Yeah. Just oh, a carrier bag. Yeah. Yeah, I, I... <laughs> yeah, it might have been, yeah. I don't think that's true. Well, it, is, this anything to do with, Marcus. is this anything to do with Jimmy Nail being spotted at Newcastle? I don't think so. And Sting. With Sting, yeah. yeah. Crocodile, yeah. I, I, there, was, there was talk keeping it on the Essex team. Do you guys remember five or six years ago, there was a lion spotted in a field in Essex? Yeah, the Essex lion. Yeah, yeah and, and it, became big, and it turned out to be a stuffed lion. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> yeah, they had, they had there, the was, there was a vogue for mums buying big stuffed lions uh, from like um, Primark. By, by mums, do you mean your mum? No, my mum never got involved in the no. big lion on the mat kind of thing. I don't know. It's very no, kind of eighties thing to do. Can hear the disappointment. That's what <laughs> I know. Yeah. About. I want to ride a lion around the house. If I take it back to, I, I always imagine you in that way. Yeah. Go, going back <laughs> to the game, I found it fascinating. The 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 chat, the different opinion about Pochettino's attitude towards the Carabao Cup. And, and the context of this, I think, is, is the way he treated the Cup competitions at Southampton. He was quite sort of derisory about them, mm. when, and we've talked about that, so I won't go into that again. But what's interesting to me is this is clearly a, a, a concerted effort by Pochettino to, to almost re-serious Spurs and say, yeah, we are this good Premier League team, but we've really been also ran traditionally in the Premier League. I know they've mm-hmm. come a lot closer more recently, but if we want to move into this new era, be this established Champions League club and start winning things and, and with our new stadium and all the rest of it, there has to almost be a culture shift around the club mm-hmm. where they do say things like, well, the Carabao Cup probably isn't really going to be 
too much either way to us because we want to be this much bigger club. So mm. I, I do understand. But but the obviously the flip side to that is what we talked about just a second ago, which is for Spurs to win the, the, the Carabao Cup, say, in February, which I think is when the final is, if they're still having a Premier League push at that point, mm. it could be a real confidence boost for them. So I could sort of see both sides of it. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. But also, and also it, you know, it's a trophy in the cabinet, which, which yeah. is uh, you know, demonstrable proof that this is working, that they are starting to establish themselves as a club that wins, wins trophies. You know? and, so, and Mourinho has used it before as a, as a, good, as a good platform, and hasn't also he? as well, if they get to the final, it would just be like playing at home and they'll think this is great. <laughs> well, Surely. It, 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 it really genuinely, it would be a huge advantage. Like, yeah. I, I, I know that sounds a bit of a churlish point, and, and it is, but there is a, a modicum of truth in there, I think. But look, 2 nil up against a team who are your rivals, they don't want to lose that 3-2. It's as simple as no, that. It's, it's you, you, couldn't, you couldn't have envisaged at half-time West Ham coming back into that game. Ayu had a, an amazing night, really, um, mm. just scoring those yeah. two goals. And, and they came out fighting. And Mark Noble said something interesting in, in, the, um, in, in an interview after the game, saying that the players, if, if players are not behind the manager, then it comes out in the press. Yeah. And, it's, and, and he's right. We haven't that is really, true, I'd say. We yeah. haven't really heard anything like that in, in the press, or I, have, I certainly haven't. Well, the yeah, only but, thing I mean, we've heard of West Ham is the owners. They're always pipe, They're always briefing. But what I would say is that, we're, that even the press are quite. Uh, they quite like Village because we remember him as a, as a decent footballer, and he seems like a decent bloke, and he's pretty good at giving interviews. So, like, yeah. I think we, there's a lot more goodwill towards an underperforming manager when you're Slavon Village compared to when Red you're Redknapp. Well, yeah. Red, <laughs> Redknapp gets it as well. Yeah, or, or would he be as, as Richard Keyes tweeted the other day? Another foreign failure in the Premier foreign League. Foreign failure. Listen Re- to speaking him. Of the British ones are so successful. <laughs> in the Premier League. Redknapp was in the press today mm. saying that the fact that QPR have been fined quite heavily for financial fair play <laughs> under his era at QPR was a witch hunt against QPR. Like, <laughs> I think the rules were exactly the same <laughs> for everyone. <Wow. laughs> I love the fact that club, their finances have been scrutinised yeah. for a good few years. Yeah. The moment Redknapp takes the job, right? Yeah. We got him. Yeah. Wasn't it? Wasn't it? Um, speaking of. Uh, Noble, uh, who we mentioned very briefly. Is he Noble, on. Pete? Is he Noble? Uh, we threw his shirt into the, I think it was him, we threw his shirt into the crowd. Oh, yeah, and a fan. And, and a fan sort of just absolutely stacked it trying to grab it. And he clearly clocked it, but pretended he didn't see it or had anything to do with it. Right. So I quite oh, like. It was different with... Not Chris, doing me. It was Not a bit different with me. Crystal Palace, wasn't it? The shirt was thrown back, back at the flag. Yeah. <laughs> but if yeah. you lose four... I mean, look, if you, if you lose four one away to a lower league opposition yeah. team... I understand why you would want to go over with a shirt and say, look, thanks very much for coming. Mm. Sorry we were so rubbish. Here's the shirt. That's different between throwing it into the crowd going, oh, look at me, everyone. I'm yeah, Hulk Hogan. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's different. <laughs> look at me, everyone. I'm Hulk Hogan. I think, I think the way that it was done was more, that was more indicative to why they, he got the reaction he did. Right? Probably mentioned for Hulk Hogan. Mm. But, but, it was, but it was a great turnaround for West Ham. And, and Amazing. Clearly, Pochettino didn't want extra time. No. Big yeah. time. He did not want that. Um, but he didn't want to lose 3-2 after being 2-0. Of course up, he didn't, absolutely not. Yeah. And you wouldn't want to do that against anyone, let alone a local rival. But West Ham have got another winnable game this weekend. Against uh, against Crystal Palace. Do they need to start Adrian in goal instead of Joe Hart? Is that the key here? I think Adrian's quite a good keeper. Yeah. He is a decent yeah. keeper. And Joe Hart's not having a very good time at the moment. No, well, this is game two of Billich's two games to save his job, isn't he? Which obviously he's doing very well so far. Supposedly. Unless he's a so. friendly. Yeah, but you can imagine <laughs> yeah, after the game, Billich is thinking, he goes up to uh, David Gold and Sullivan and thinks... All right, well, you know, that's that's one down, you know, one to go. Yeah. And they go, two games starting from now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two, league, two league games, not League Cup. Yeah, DG. Quite. You're always two games. <laughs> oh, just, just take that as red. Yeah. You're always two games <laughs> away from that. Sack. DG. Yeah. I mean, Palace, Palace are smashable at the moment, aren't they? Is that what they're going to be looking to do? Well, Trying I guess some Bristol City, very, very disappointing. And Hodgson gave uh, some of his squad a chance to impress, really. He rested 10 players that played against Newcastle. 
the previous um, Premier League game. So there was a lot of people who... who, who when they got shelvied. They got shelvied. And, and Hodgson, he said, oh, well, look, I take the responsibility for making so many changes. But he was very disappointed that some of those players just didn't take their chance. And, and so he should be, because four goals to concede against Bristol City. I mean, Bristol aren't a bad side, but come on. Yeah, it's not. It's not what, obviously not what you would have wanted because you want those players to be pushing for a place, especially with, you know one nil up, and you think, yeah. oh, here you go. And and Palace obviously narrowly lost to Newcastle last weekend. It was a late goal, wasn't it? Yeah, very. Yeah. Um, and so they are showing, showing signs now after they had that that good win before that as well. So it, it's not. I mean, you know, this is not an easy winnable. I say it's a winnable game. It's not an easy to win game for West Ham um, because you think Hodgson would have them quite well organised, quite hard working, and the rest mm-hmm. of it. And we've and we've just established that West Ham aren't really a very hard working team. Indeed, yeah. but it's but, the Palace of... do, do seem very kind of. Um, they seem to put a lot of um, pressure upon people like Townsend to create stuff, and it is. It is a little worrying that they've only got a couple of players that are real ball playing footballers up top. Well, they're still missing Benteke, aren't they? Because yeah. as soon as you get Benteke up there, the likes of Townsend and Zahar can play off him, you know, and, you, mm. and you've got a bit more balance. And... Well, in, in theory, but we didn't see that work for most of the season. It looked a lot better with Zahar and, and Townsend doing that job themselves. So yeah, I wonder well, if Hodgson will be tempted to stick with that. Well, West, the West Ham are nine to four with Bet three six five to pick up a win at Selhurst Park this weekend. So ten pound returns, thirty two pound fifty, including the stake. But I think um, I actually think Crystal Palace will win. And Palace, of course, have had that one win this season against a big scalp like Chelsea at Selhurst Park. They can beat London teams this season. At there Selhurst you go. Park. So, yeah. so you know, you, especially I, themselves. I, despite what I've just said, though, I fancy I fancy Palace to win it. There we are fancy Palace. At I, Spurs, I thought that matches at the Bridge, but it, I've, I'm mistaken. No, you are mistaken. Yeah, what exactly. West Ham versus Palace is at the <laughs> <Stamford> Bridge? <laughs> a strange one, but yeah, Spurs are playing at Wembley. Yeah, it's, days, it's knocked they? everything out of sync. Indeed, yeah. yeah. But they're away to Manchester United. They are indeed. How do we think? Uh, how do you think, Marcus, that Jose Mourinho is going to approach this game? <laughs> <laughs> that is a question, isn't it? Because I took the back and hit them on the break. The question, the question is, is a pertinent one, I think, because Jamie Carragher made a really interesting point a couple of weeks ago where he said, we know that, and I understand this is Mourinho's side away to good teams, away from home. And I understand this game mm-hmm. is at Old Trafford. But um, he said that, if you're going to approach um, those sort of games away from home, and, and, he, and he, this is the last, um, however many results, I think it's the last nine results away from home against big teams, and mm-hmm. United just scored two goals. Really? They only scored two goals. They've got draws and stuff here and there. And he was saying the amount of good teams around the Premier League now, you're giving up so many points not trying yeah. to win those well, games. If, if either side lose, both sides are on uh, 20 points, five behind Manchester City. If either side lose, Manchester City are playing West Brom. Now, despite Pulis' uh, party pooping, Capers, you would very much fancy Manchester City in the form yeah. they're in to win that. Either side loses that game. They lose ground. I mean, that, yeah. that, that, obviously, hypothetically speaking, but they could be eight, eight points behind Man City already. So neither side can afford to lose this. A point oh, depends the circumstances, of course. Which goes back game... to my original question, Marcus. How do you think Mourinho is going to yeah. approach it? Well, I think, because... he, I think he will go, he has to go and win it. You can't, it, it, it would show a distinct lack of ambition. This is Manchester United. He's they not are going. a pragmatic man, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> I think he is a very pragmatic very man. <laughs> really? And I think he can't, and he can't, um, and he also, you can only afford to do those sort of away from home spoiling tactics if you win the games you're supposed to win. Yeah. And last time out, they didn't win. Well, they were beaten by Huddersfield. The point you made as well a little while ago, Luke, is, is a fair one, though, which is Mourinho, look, he really look, he steps back and looks at the bigger picture, doesn't he? He looks at points he'll get elsewhere. So I, I think he will still be quite pragmatic against this. I don't think he's going to change up his sort of tactics against the bigger team. And he's still probably going to try and spoil this and just sort of like, you know, blunt spurs as much as possible. I love that he just doesn't care. I, yeah, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? He just does not But also, care. with the bravado of someone who is sort of this great entertainer, mm. it's, the, it's the, the bare-faced cheek of it that's so enjoyable. And, and one thing I've noticed as well, and admittedly it's only on Twitter, which may be not that informative, <clears throat> is the, the idea that Ander Herrera, who was their best midfield player last season, I think, 
um, is now coming in for like quite a lot of stick from Man United fans. This record this season when he's played has not been great and people are sort of asking what he does and mm. all the rest of it. Um, which I find surprising because well, I think he's a really good player but overall. Mourinho was very unhappy with his Herrera's comments after the Huddersfield game where he Quite, said, yeah, yeah, we did lack passion and so on. And Mourinho's like, hang on, that's my line. Yeah. All right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only I can say that, <laughs> you yeah. know, kind of thing. Um, but I, I, Manchester United, they, they cannot just, I mean, obviously under Mourinho they can, but they, they, they surely cannot play for a point or, or try and nick something at home to Spurs. And I think that, I think Mourinho, he can set teams up better. He might well go for a 1-0 win, but I think mm. he'll still go for that win. I don't think this is going to be like Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, you know, I remember when his, his Chelsea side went away to Manchester City and won 1-0, and it was a brilliant game. And, and Chelsea were great that day, and Mourinho tactically set them up superbly. I think Ivanovic got the goal, and, uh, and they might have, have won 2-0 on the night, but they got their 1-0 win. So he can set, a team to, to, to set up a team to win 1-0 mm. without it being too dreary and I think that's what he'll probably do because Spurs have got an awful lot of quality as we know and not away from uh, from home this season they've been absolutely I, brilliant I, I just yeah. think on Manchester United they have, they have a set of players that are good for three months and they just take the rest of the season off like people like I don't know Marshall or Mkhitaryan back in the day like they, they have these kind of periods where they're the next big thing and then for the rest of the season everyone's going well where's that performance gone well Jesse Lingard's a bit Lingard's, Lingard's yeah. no he scored two great goals against Swansea mm. but he also started the game against Huddersfield without beating him. Yeah. But so is, it, it, is it a problem like intensity or something on the training ground? I, I can't understand why these players kind of just drop off their well, form, well, Pete, drops we, off a cliff. Pete, we learned, we learned um, on, on the continent yesterday, which obviously is out now, and you, and you would have heard it, about uh, Jonathan Wilson talking quite a lot about... In way, my seat, in the North East seat. He was in the North East seat, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I enjoyed Sunderland it. Sunderland fan, yeah. he's outrageous. A, he's every bit as dreary as you. About, about <laughs> Don't football. say that it's about, about Jonathan, Jonathan, to be Don't, fair. Well, you say that about a man like Jonathan Wilson. Uh, he, he, uh, he, um, he was talking about how Mourinho, the reason he only lasts a, a short amount of time is because he, he just poisons every little bit of yeah, the club right. and the players and everything. And all of a sudden, it just, it just all catches up with him. Yeah. Well, so it will be fascinating to see how, if what you're saying there, like because he's he sort of shown with someone like a player like Luke Shaw, he's not backwards and coming forward about criticising them no. publicly. Yeah. So if, if he continues to do that, and, and, and what you're alluding to about these players' form maybe not being consistent enough, um, and it happened with Lindelof, who was a player he signed, who made an error in that game against Huddersfield, didn't uh-huh. he? Um, who didn't, didn't look great. Um, what's he going to do with him? Is he going to G him up behind the scenes? Mm. He's done it in the past with a player like David Santon at Inter. He's almost ruined him. He ended yeah. up at Newcastle, for God's sake. <laughs> I know he's gone back to Italy now, but so it will be fascinating to see how Mourinho, in a, in a season that he's expected the challenge for the Premier League title, how he deals with it when his players mm. maybe don't perform mm. exactly as he wants them to throughout the season. He's not afraid to bomb a player out, is he? No, not so many times. I think back to someone like Azia Delorno at Chelsea, where it didn't quite work for a season, just bang, out the door straight away. Matter? Well, look at the way with Luke Shaw. Now, I I don't know, Luke Shaw maybe not be covering himself in glory, but that's a player who was, you know, he's an expensive buy. He's got Mm. a lot of potential, still very, very young. And and is it complete odds with the manager? Luke Shaw is saying, I've been training hard, I don't know what I've got to do. Mourinho is publicly saying he just doesn't think he's got the ability and it's difficult for him to even justify a place on the bench. He was saying that he doesn't, he he was actually saying I have to do a lot of his thinking for him, which I think is a sort of, English is my second language way of saying uh, he can't follow my instructions properly. Um, which would be worrying, if, given the amount of money he cost, and the, 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 the oh, from an England point of view, for example, would be a little bit disappointing for his chances of, of really going on and achieving mm. something with them. Certainly, does Spurs need their lucky charm, Diego Maradona, in the stands watching them? Can never be a bad thing, can it? No. <laughs> good for all of us. Isn't Did it? you he's see had a him? Lovely few days. He, he's, he? he's had a lovely time. Did you see him stumbling out that restaurant? Yeah, in his, in his uh, weird. Like sort of military style tracksuit. I don't oh, I think the military issue tracksuits, but if <laughs> yeah. they did, they look like that. He had a, he had an army green 
you know, not an all-in-one actually. Sorry, no, it was a tracksuit. It wasn't a onesie. I wanted to say a onesie, but it wasn't a onesie. Say a onesie. Flash onesie. He had a twosie on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he had uh, he had a watch on on each wrist. He always like a referee. Like, like a referee. Yeah, he better not go near Italy. They'll have that off him. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe he hides one. Are you taking my watch? It's not. He. It's so one of them is always set to the time in Argentina. I don't know why he always wants that to hand, but that's the reason for it. That's not actually true. One of them is so he knows that the balls crossed the line or not. <laughs> I wanted to tell if it was handball or not. Uh, I'm not telling you what the line's made of. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Um, yes, but uh, Spurs away to Manchester United. So is, why did uh, you bring Maradona into this, by the way? Because uh, he Spurs luck champ. Oh, okay, right. Because when he watched them play against Liverpool, it was a good big four-one win. Mm, it was. Have you, se- have you seen the picture of um, Diego meeting um, Hugo Lloris and, and Harry Kane? Yeah, oh, both of them just looked so bemused. He started it's brilliant. He started telling Harry Kane to always shoot across the goalkeeper. I yeah, think. yeah, he started because people watch it on telly now. <laughs> yeah, and I thought I thought to myself, Hey, Kane, shoot across the goal. <laughs> <laughs> they had our, our dealers um, uh, translating, didn't they? Oh, did he? Yeah, Pochettino went, translate, Aussie! Yeah. <laughs> he's a lo- I met Aussie, he's a lovely little fella. Um, but I, I, I did find it funny how he was giving Kane tips to score goals and I thought, well, he's, he, he's doing all right at the moment, yeah. isn't he? Um, <laughs> he'd have thought of that. And last time, Diego, you were a coach, it was in the World Cup and you couldn't get out of bed. <laughs> so now, oh, now you want a coach. And then oh, you were now running, I want a coach. And then yeah. when you fancied having a little kick about, you had a cigar on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I reckon he went up to Deli Alley, started talking to him about temperament as well. Mm. Um, and also, Pochettino showed himself to be an amazingly typical yeah. Argentinian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, you know this debate of oh, who's the best player of all time, Maradona Pele. And Pochettino just kept saying in that interview, well, he was the best player of all time. He's the best player of all time. And that's yeah. why we want to have him here. He's better than Pele. No one's mentioned oh. Pele. <laughs> yeah. He looks like a sort of lovesick teenager when talking about Diego Maradona. I think Pochettino all Argentinians probably I think they do, do yeah. yeah. Is it, like we say, that it's something that we just can't relate to. Indeed. <laughs> you know. having the world's best player. Well, have, yeah, having at any point in history the world's best player. You know. Uh, again, I'd hate to mention him twice in a week, but Brett Pittman's up there. <laughs> Brett Tell, Pittman. Remind the listeners who that is. I, I hear he's a man who was signed for Portsmouth and people are saying, why has he been given the captaincy? He scored two goals, one with a broken nose. Exactly. Sort and then stuff. he was off to a flyer. Jim, because Jim. I do listen to the excellent on the continent. <laughs> as, as an Arsenal fan, Jim doesn't have any idea what that even means. No. <laughs> a player playing with a broken nose. Yeah. yeah. Can you? Is that even allowed? They are, <laughs> Arsenal. They all play presumably, with broken hearts. Presumably someone has to sign that off. Some <laughs> sort of medical officer. Yeah, they just, the, uh, this is ridiculous and I don't believe it. The doctor came, the doctor came on and just signed his nose. So that's fine. It's fine to be used. <laughs> just put his initials, which happened to be DG. Um, <laughs> is it time for correspondence with P.T. Donaldson? No, it's not because Spurs are 5-2 to two to win at Old Trafford this weekend. Uh, so £10 with Bet365 will return £35, including stake. Ooh. An interesting one, tempter. Mm. Spurs will be trying to win the game, so I think that's probably a good bet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is it time for correspondence with Petey Donaldson? I think it is. It is time for that with that. Oh, you went a bit late night radio host then. <laughs> yeah. Have you forgot uh, what show you're on again? Sensual. Nightcrawler. <laughs> yeah. I'm on late, everyone. I'm having a breakdown. Uh, Josh Paul. Uh, Josh Paul from Chattanooga. Oh, very nice. in uh, Tennessee. I'm, yeah. I'm Is there a famous Chattanooga train? Is that the thing? Chattanooga, Chattanooga Choo-choo, yeah. There you go. Uh, boys, boys, uh, just wanted to... <laughs> we're in our face. Uh, we just wanted to uh, shoot you a note to get your take on what seems to be a budding controversy at Spurs. If you'll recall, last season was one of the uh, consistent themes of genuine affection between uh, Eric Dyer and Deli Alley. Oh, one yes. of the most satisfying things. Yeah. Um, however, this season, the focus of the affection for Delhi seems to have been shifted to uh, Sun Hyung Min. 
Okay. They've developed quite the handshake ritual, which mm. one assumes was only learned through many hours of time together practising, probably as Dyer kept texting Delhi, wondering when he would be able to play video games or something. And in uh, Sunday's 4-1 drubbing of Liverpool, Son reached up and gave Delhi a lovable little nose squeeze after Delhi scored his goal. Which leads to my question. Do you think this is the locker room contro- controversy that uh, will be Spurs undoing in the league this season? Will Dyer's hurt feelings after being dumped by Delhi for Sun impact his play or unravel the seemingly solid locker room Pochettino? I'm doing a... Um, what was his name? can't remember his name now. Uh, Garth Crooks. Garth Crooks did yeah. the Pochettino. Uh, Pochettino has overseen at Spurs. Is there room for two first loves in the locker room for Delhi? I well, think it's just locker room chat, Pete. Well, Dyer wasn't on the field for uh, for the start of that match, was he? Can I, can I he just came add, on, didn't he? Can, do, would you allow me to add some fuel to the fire All on right, this? Okay, cool. I am currently scrolling through Eric Dyer's Instagram. Yeah, yeah. And it's been uh, let's have a look what date that one is. It's been from my calculations. The last time he posted something on there with Deli Ali is April. Oh, oh Bennett. So, it's clearly gone on there. Is there trouble in paradise? Terrible Valentine's Day for the two. Awful. By the sounds of things. So he's got a picture of he's he's actually he's thrown it in Deli Ali's face. There's a picture of here with him with Michelle Vorm. There's one with him with another different coaches. There's one of him playing against um Luka Modric, one of them having a laugh with a couple of other Spurs players. Oh, and, oh. Are they both doing this to each other then? Just trying to show they've moved on. I can't really. find Deli A's Instagram, so I'm not sure, but I'll report back. <laughs> He'll have one. I think he, he might be on one. something there, because Deli A's people have been talking about his form at the start of the season, perhaps not being quite at that level he was oh, at last season. Distracted, clearly. Yeah. What becomes of the broken-hearted, Deli Ali? You see, th- Deli Ali can go into the physio room and say, I've got a knock, where is it? On my heart. Uh. <laughs> How long will I be out for? Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Possibly forever. <laughs> uh, John. Hello, John. Uh, hi, Ramble Boys. Again, appreciate Friday <laughs> is not uh, normally a highlight of the week time, but I have to think the uh, the Cooman appendix from Choose a Show was one of the favourite things I've listened to all year. So there is that go. why you a bit that of self congratulating was... stuff? Yeah. Well, no. Well, it was something that came in afterwards, and and, and this kind of leads on to uh, the next email from Jonathan, uh, first time emailer. Uh, I enjoy listening to the show while I'm on the road driving. Uh, with the risk of Luke telling me never to email the show again, I have a small suggestion for the show. Stop being horrible. Uh, um, What's his name? Emailers. I'm not telling you. I John. don't want it's Jonathan. It's Jonathan. Uh, do you do a podcast? If, if you don't, he why, might would do. I, he might why would do. I want your suggestions? When Marcus states at the time of recording in relation to a news story in the making, can we state the actual time of the oh, recording? Oh, good idea. Yeah. I am an Everton fan and have just spent my car journey down the M6 to Pride Park, work-related, anxiously waiting for comical reasons for the breaking news to hit the studio and someone to interrupt the pod with, He's gone! as I am assuming you were recording the show yesterday and the news broke around lunchtime. Well, Jonathan, uh, you clearly didn't hear the aforementioned Cooman appendix. Some people uh, don't listen all the way to the no, end. They exactly. embarrass themselves right. on Twitter, don't they? <laughs> yeah. we, we, even said, didn't we? we even said in the, uh, in the synopsis of the show. Yeah. yeah, you might want to listen all the way to the end. We, we couldn't and do any more synopsis. for our listeners. No, really. we, we went back into the studio, into our hot, hot box of the studio. Yeah. Oh, dear. Any more for any more. Are you going to tell him when we record, Marcus Speller? No, Fill him no. In. no, 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 no. So, why don't you, yeah, what, you, what we should get Marcus to do is maybe do a, a photo of him holding <laughs> a, a day's newspaper, day's newspaper yeah. and a watch. Yeah. But on each wrist. Luke, <laughs> yeah. Luke, do you have any thoughts on that piece of advice? No. <laughs> no. We, tell studio, him to stop emailing him. No. In the I studio, can we get like loads of clocks from like Tokyo to Australia? To Argentina, whatever. obviously. Yeah, Argentina, yeah. Uh-huh. I've got obviously. a few pieces of the correspondence from the Facebook page if you want them. All right, then. Um, Paddy Gundry says, I started a new job today and they've given me the locker number 10. Hash- oh. Hashtag playmaker. Nice. That is good. <laughs> but he doesn't say what his job is. Please himself. Yeah, he knows what his job is. Do, do footballers' lockers correspond with their squad numbers? Probably they should. Would. Probably would, wouldn't they? I'd hope so. Part of the reason apparently Nicholas and Elka had a terrible time at Real Madrid <laughs> is because they didn't prepare a locker for him. 
and he didn't feel very welcome when he turned oh. up. They, they, ma- they massively t- mucked up the preparation of him arriving. That's oh. a shame. They, they don't locker. really have lockers in modern um, modern <laughs> locker rooms, do they? They're just kind of like open-ended, aren't they? They're just kind of... Are they not lockers in the bottom? Oh, maybe there are. Yeah. For the boots. Um, Chris mm. Williams says, I'm looking forward to this weekend. Uh, big Wenger taking another managerial scout like some kind of elderly French Mohican. <laughs> <laughs> Possible. And I'll finish on this one from Michael Courtney. Uh, it's Halloween, so here's hoping the Edward Scissorhands costume makes an appearance again yes. this year, Pete. Yep. We all discussed this before. I wanted to do um, Edward Trumpy hands. Edward, Edward Tiny hands. Why don't, you, why don't you explain to the listeners how that would sort of manifest itself? Uh, it would involve me using the same rather expensive premium uh, Edward Scissorhands <laughs> costume, uh, but adding a Trump mask and two magnifying glasses on the hands to magnify Trump's tiny hands. And Ed- I, I do actually have uh, tiny wee hands, so it mm. kind of works. Would it be I- Don- Donald Tiny Hands? Donald Tiny yeah. Hands. Yeah. I mean, does Edward Scissorhands need to be present at all in that? No. No. He doesn't really, does he? But I- Pete, he has paid for the costume. Yeah. Well, so quite, yeah. Got- Sorry, I've into, been silly into there. The hundreds, <laughs> into the hundreds, Jim. <laughs> Jim, he's already paid for the costume and Pete just doesn't throw money around for him. <laughs> no, exactly. no, he doesn't. Very exactly. frugal man. <laughs> Well, there we are. We're going to talk about Leicester City and Everton and the South Coast Derby after this. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's poor by you. I deeply regret the comments I made. Welcome back to the Football <laughs> Ramble, everybody. Before we get to the South Coast, Derby, uh, Leicester City have appointed former Southampton manager Claude Puel as their new head coach. He's in the yeah. he's in the job. Mr. This one's Mr. happened before we recorded. Mr. Unless Muscle they... got his chance. Yeah, Michael Appleton. <laughs> 100% record. Two wins. Yeah, <laughs> Two wins. That's good enough for the West Ham owners, uh, but not good know. enough for the Leicester City owners, though. I was speaking to a, a Southampton friend of mine, and yes, I do have them. Southampton uh, friend of yeah, mine. Yeah, he supports Southampton. And he was saying that he thinks uh, it's quite a good appointment for, for Leicester. I, I do. I agree. I think it was really sort of harshly done by really. He finished eighth, got them to a cup final last season. I mean, and they that's... were unlucky in that cup. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, I asked, um, I asked my friend, again, who supports Southampton. My Southampton friend. And he said um, part of the reason that he didn't do as well is was two reasons. One, because the season tailored, tailed off after the cup, the cup final's yeah. appointment. And two, because our players are a bunch of enti- self-entitled wankers. <laughs> so... <laughs> Very happy to report that opinion on yeah. that too. Yeah. But the fans weren't that happy with Puel. A lot of the Southampton fans didn't care well, for him. When we did doing quite a bit of radio around the time, there was a lot of stuff coming out of Southampton about how the players were disappointed, about yeah. how they didn't really like his training methods, mm. how he was boring, mm-hmm. and all the rest of it. Um, but so, so we'll, we'll see. But 
Um, another, another point my, my friends, it's called Steve, I should just name him, my Steve said, is, is that um, they, Lister have got quite a lot of dynamic, quick attacking players. Yeah. Yeah. And he said that Powell was crying out for that, so he didn't really have it. So um, if they, if they, but he think he thinks at Leicester it might be a bit of a better fit. So we'll, we'll, I, I'm on record to say I'd like to see Michael Appleton given the nod. Really, he did everything that was asked of him. I think he's a good coach. He won both games. He was in charge for good football um, man. He wants to stay on. He's a proper football man. Yeah. He wants to stay on. I think as assistant, doesn't he? Yeah. He does. Well, yeah, assistant I, to the manager. Yeah, yeah, quite. I think well though he's got a, he's got a good record of of overachieving with sort of mid sized clubs, and that was the case in France as well. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. Leicester are the ultimate overachieving mid sized club, obviously. So that's a difficult thing to live up to. But I think you can argue actually. Did that when did they overachieve? Well. <laughs> you know exactly. <laughs> but when are they, they did. even a mid-sized club? But was the criticism of Shakespeare that he was really nice, but he wasn't very tactically good? Yeah, he had a good relationship with the players. But so Powell's basically the opposite to that, basically. Yeah, I don't know what Powell's like as a, as a man manager. I think uh, you don't hear many reports that he's he's um, quite nasty or aloof with with the players. But I mm. doubt he would. That knowing the little that, that one does about Puel, I think that Craig Shakespeare certainly got alongside those players. And if you think about the players that with the spirit they had under Ranieri and, and all that kind of stuff, it was a very together squad. But yeah. those days are long gone now. Yeah, quite. Uh, that's I think that's what needs to be sort of accepted and established, isn't it, in a sort yeah. of hierarchical sense. And I think Puel is obviously a very capable, um, safe pair of hands. But also, you know, he's clearly a good manager. I mean, he was a Champions League semi-finalist with Leon. Yeah, that is, you know, he's got some pedigree. <clears throat> yeah, and and it, it was, was a strange situation. I think that's it right. Yeah, that long ago. Do you know what I mean? Strange situation at Southampton that just didn't work out for both parties but I think it's a really good appointment yeah I, I mean, as you say Southampton he finished with them in the top half which is you know realistically without being disrespectful to Southampton it's probably the best a club like that can hope for yeah. unless they have an injection of cash or uh, a, a particularly fruitful um, number of youth players or, or a youth side coming through but I think Puel it's, it, to me with the Shakespeare situation and Puel coming in it is just a classic case of a British manager and a non-British manager you see the two worlds colliding Shakespeare when he took over from Ranieri I think he won his first five or six games straight off yeah. the bat the players liked him he gave that um, a little bit of Lisa life and everyone suddenly thought hey this is really great fun playing with this guy and, 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 and here we go but that has its limitations. We see that with our friend Alan Pardew as well, who who takes over a club and they do sort of quite well, and then and then their failings and shortcomings come to come to pass, and 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 it, it, it only goes to be a bedrock of organisation. <laughs> you saying? <laughs> well, do you know what I mean? But that that seems to be the case. Whereas the a foreign manager like Puel, obviously some foreign managers have have a great rapport, rapport and, and 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 a great man management style. But compared to their British counterparts that come in, they may not be able to get alongside the likes of Jamie Vardy and so on, maybe language barriers or, or mm. cultural barriers, whatever it may be. But clearly Definitely the latter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but clearly has much more in his in his tactical locker mm. than than most of the British managers we've seen play but, the trade in the Premier League. And and you wonder with someone like Vardy, I've heard other players say, Oh, you know, well, this this foreign Coach Muck. came in. No, this, co- this foreign coach came in with the, the nutritionist and stuff, and I was, at, I was, I can think of a one player in particular. He said I was dirty at that point, and it had worked out. My life had worked out fine so far, so I didn't need to change my diet. Yeah. You can imagine Jamie mm. Vardy's very like that. What's wrong yeah. with I'm the not taking the skittles? The skittles are vodka. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I won't have the red ones. <laughs> I'm, I'm only giving up one of those things. <laughs> Well, they're playing Everton. It's, it's, it's two teams in flux, really, isn't it? Mm. The it is, yeah. Well, mm. former Leicester player Jerry Taggart, who's who's a wonderful chap, said uh, Puel not may, he may not be a sexy fit, but he's pragmatic, and that'll suit Leicester. Mm. What would who would be a sexy fit, Pardew? <laughs> 
I think, I think so. it uh, might have been a decent fit for Evan, to be honest. Well, Unsworth's Everton. Come well, on. He wants know. the job. He wants the job. And he's he's going to get it. He's done an impressive job at the under 23. He has. Yeah, he's, he has. He's, they've won trophies. And he actually, you know, he played some of those youth team players um, against Chelsea, didn't he? Which looks like a bold sort of interview technique to me. It's like, but you this find is what that. I can bring but through. Yeah. Academy We've just spent a lot of money. <laughs> Academy coaches always do that. Oh, Did Tim Chair would do that, I suppose. Yeah, I think he might have mentioned it once or twice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you, you seem remarkably chipper, given that your your bow's gone. Yeah, my bow. Yeah. Is, are you in a bit of shock? My it not hit you yet. He'll <laughs> uh, be back. Don't worry about that. He'll be back. Have, yeah. we, have we heard any talk of Erwin Cooper? What's happened with him? He's, yeah, he went. He's done, is he? he yeah. Done okay, right. I, I think so. Stuck, he, stuck with it. Blood is thicker than water. <laughs> Blood is thicker than toffee. <laughs> <laughs> See, Koeman said today that he had Olivier Giroud in the building, very nearly ready oh, to sign God, for Everton, yeah, and he that. changed his mind and decided to stay in London, who and he thinks it? that's what did for him. One of the players said that they'd kept a number, was it in the number 19 back for Diego Costa as well? Right. Uh, Everton. Yeah. Wow. So, 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 so yeah, that's a bit, bit over-familiar, isn't it? My, my, my take on that whole situation was that Koeman spent the whole summer plotting and scheming just because he could. He in in the Algarve. And he didn't think about what he was actually doing. Yeah. yeah. That, that's essentially what's happened. I think so. I think it's come back to... Well, it has come back to, yeah. to bite him on the bottom. But um, Unsworth really wants the job. They look quite good against Chelsea. I mean, you mm. say, well, they, Chelsea did rest one or two players and they've got one or two injuries, the likes of Kante. But it's funny how he thought, right, we're going for... We're playing one of our number 10s. Uh, Rooney's up top. We're going to play Aaron Lennon back in the side yeah. with a bit of width and Morales, Morales as well on the other side. But that's just, what they were crying out for. He just looked so much better. Now yeah. there may be one or two little niggly injuries and, and so on that, that that helped shape that side, but they looked an awful lot better away to Chelsea. And actually, will go away from that game very disappointed that they didn't. Yeah. Uh, well, you can't draw in a you know it goes to, to to penalties, but they didn't push them all the way in a penalty shootout situation, or at least go through in the tie because they could have done. Something. Mm. I think it was interesting as well that um, Nias was involved in Calvert Lewin's goal quite heavily. Just just mm. having a having a sort of battering rammy striker might suit them in the absence of of what they couldn't get in. Yeah, because um, said the, himself like goal. losing Lukaku. Even if things weren't going well, they could. They did have the option of just knocking it long up to him, and Giroud would have given them that as well. So I did like that though. Kuman oh, did... I think there would have been a better team with Giroud in it. Oh, definitely. of course, absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah, but, but... but they have. I mean, but he hit... Kuman in his defence for the mistakes he made, he did bring the ass back in from the cold. Oh, quite. And did yeah. play him. Uh, he just didn't score a huge. Oh, amount it's of goals. not a criticism of Kuman. It's just mm. an, an observation of how they might sort of you know turn Change things it. around going forward. I yeah. did find it funny though because Kuman said when you're struggling to play it out from the back, we didn't have the option of the long ball. So basically. Well, yeah. yeah. Oh, well. And he also said the players didn't have any confidence. Like, well, that's your job as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what I would say is, like, when it comes to um, when it comes to the yeah, January transfer window, like, people are just going to be hard balling Everton yeah. if they've got a striker on their book. So it'd be like, it'd be like, like yeah, yeah. we know you've got money, and we know you bloody need a striker, and you will do anything for goals. So, like, it's 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 you unless can write it's unless it's Hosselu, in which case you'll be happy for the goal. <laughs> um, Leicester are eleven to ten to beat Everton this weekend. So ten pound with bet three six five will return nineteen pounds and nine pence, including stake. Yeah, well, Unsworth wants the job. Sean Dyche is the favourite to take the job. He said he's he was interesting. What he said, he said he's flattered with the interest at the time of recording at one o'clock on Thursday. <laughs> uh, there is the the, the 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 Unsworth is still in charge. Uh, Sean Dyche's favourite to take the job. He said he was flattered with the interest, but will continue just getting on with his job and doing what he does until things change. And I thought, that's not going to instill a lot yeah, of confidence for the strange little addendum, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I just, do you think Dyche would work at Everton? Because I think the problem at the moment is a lack of cohesion, which he's shown he can certainly uh, instill. But, you know, is it is it to the level that Everton would want? I would but expect th- not. There's always be question marks because, I mean, I, this is just speaking on behalf of myself, I suppose, I don't really know him as managing anyone else. I, I can't, mm. I can't, I don't know who else he's managed mm. off the top of my head. Um and secondly, the demands placed on a, on a manager when they move from a club like Burnley to a club like Everton, the, 
I just think the role is different. You you, you have a completely different role to follow. That's what people make 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 comment about. Could Big Sam go to Man United? Could Sean Dyche go to you know, Man City? The, the skill sets are completely different in my yeah. view. Mm. I think the trouble, yeah. If you if you look at the country like Italy, where they really really uh, cherish uh, nurturing coaches and and the tactical evolution. That's why managers work their way up. That's why they earn the bigger jobs. Whereas in England, it's a bit of a tricky situation. Often you get you get managers who will uh, encourage their players and and man management and uh, backs to the walls kind of stuff get their way out of the championship and then it's not backs to the walls sorry they, they, they'll they'll get themselves out of the championship through whatever means and then they'll get to the Premier League and it is a bit of a backs to the walls job Sean Dyche every win at Burnley is cherished yeah, yeah. especially any point on the road is a good mm. result and, at uh, Everton slightly bigger club that's not quite the case and it's certainly not if you go further up the league you know you can't stay. Marcus if Burnley lose to anyone yeah. at the weekend there won't be huge headlines about it no yeah. of course anyone even if they lost at home to say uh, you know Huddersfield or yeah. whoever it may be that, that may go there who they perhaps expect to win it's oh well okay dust yourselves down it's different at a club like Everton and it's different when you go up higher and the trouble for, a, for, for British managers is that, that tactical approach, you know, we're talking about Puel there being more tactically adept than, say, Craig Shakespeare. If, you, if you're not developing and evolving tactically, then uh, you're not earning the chance to go to a bigger club. I mean, look, if you were Everton, why would you go for Sean Dice when, when, when potentially, it, well, if you, I don't know what the, the legalities would be about uh, approaching, say, Marco Silva, but why wouldn't you go for someone like Marco Silva mm, or even yeah. be really ambitious and go for Thomas Tuchel, mm, who's looking for Why wouldn't you do that? Absolutely. Mm. You know, and, that, and, and I'm afraid that's the problem. The only uh, British manager that I can think off the top of my head that's currently playing Australia in the Prem, who you think, well, actually, what could he do at a slightly bigger Roy club? Roy the boy? It's not Roy the boy. <laughs> I feel he's had his chance. Um, <laughs> On Merseyside as well. <laughs> would be um, Eddie Howe. But the yeah. thing is, Eddie Howe, the whole club is shaped around a Bournemouth. It didn't work when he went to Burnley. But not every manager is going to succeed everywhere he goes. That can be a bit of a misnomer. What about Brendan Rodgers? Well, he's doing for a fantastic, fantastic <laughs> no, job. But, uh, I think he'd be a good fit. He'd be a breath of fresh air, wouldn't he? What? To the, I think, to I've... the city. I, I, accept, I can't think I, of a reason why Jim, they wouldn't. I, well, no, but that's, that's not fair enough. I accept and enjoy the reference, Jim. But I, I genuinely do. T- I would genuinely like to see him there. I, I would like to see what he could do there. Okay. Yeah, there would we go. the fans accept him? Anyway, yeah. Everton Leicester's part of that um, absolutely monumental. Uh, sorry, Leicester Everton monumental Super Sunday. I mean, it is. Yeah, it is. Mm. Strap yourself into the uh, to the easy chair. Indeed. Yeah. Did you find it funny that Ryan Giggs said he'd be interested in the job, and Phil Neville said he might be keen? I thought to myself, lads. And your stripes. Well, it's not funny. Yeah. Ryan Giggs. Ryan Giggs has coached, and he has mm. stepped in on a temporary basis at United. Yeah, and he's done his badges. Um, well, and, he's earned his stripes then. And Phil Neville. Yeah, move on. <laughs> Valencia. <laughs> yeah, move on. Blistering yeah. successful. Keep, keep moving. Yeah. when you feel like you've moved on enough, keep, <laughs> keep, keep moving going, on. Phil. Oh dear. Oh, uh, Dick Advocate. You're talking about where Ronald Koeman's going to go. Dick Advocate said that um, Ronald Koeman should succeed him as Netherlands boss. Willie Advocate, Pete. Mm. Remember him from Monday. Delicious. That well, makes sense, doesn't it? But would you be okay with Koeman being in international management, Marcus? You wouldn't hear from him as much. Yeah. Oh, I think that's okay. No, he'd, be, he'd, be have, he'd have more time to tweet, tweet away. He'd just spend some time so. apart. <laughs> It'll be fine. Him and uh, Rude Hullet. <laughs> what could go wrong? There'll be, there'll, be, there'll be complete harmony in that dressing room. Um, shall we move on to the South Coast derby? Mm. I'm confused by this. Why? <laughs> Why is that? I don't understand the reference. Okay. <laughs> well, Southampton uh, have got a South Coast derby in the form of Brighton. They have got a South. I would yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Right. A there South Coast derby. All up to speed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Southampton. They've had a mixed season so far. Currently tenth on twelve points. They're four points off relegation. 
They're four points off a Champions League spot as well, Jim. Oh, all to play for then. <laughs> They're right in there, aren't they? <laughs> um, we but we forgot to mention Buffal's great goal that he yeah. scored last week. Beautiful, an early it? contender for for goal of the season. He did that. He, he went over to the manager and basically started shouting. Yeah, it was really disappointing. That was because was Buffal their record signing at one point? He came. He, he came the summer before last. Yeah, he had a bit of I a can't reputation. Yeah. Um, I've just got a bit of a bugbear with these sort of types of celebrations. And, and when when players do that thing, when they point to the name on the back, and uh, the young lad for Arsenal, um, Andy Inketia, yes, yeah. he when he scored uh, the other night for Arsenal against Norwich, he ran over, sort of folded his arms, and at one point a substitute and he came pushed up him away, and he yeah, pushed yeah. him away. And I thought, I'd, come I'd on. Think, to be fair though, he's 18 years old. He scored with his first touch on his full debut for a club like Arsenal. You want your moment, don't you? You want to celebrate with your pals. Yeah, man. but what, what, he's you, been. I tell you what, he's your been, moment is within a team context, though. Marcus. He's been highly. Talked about for a very long time, yeah. Eddie Nketiah. He's, he, everyone's talking about it. Well, Chelsea, well, he needs Chelsea to sort his act out. He's Chelsea just a celebration. Him, yeah. <laughs> Chelsea let him go at 14, mm. figuring he was too small. But I just mm. think, do they not know that he would he would grow? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. You, you, you get a lot of footballing now. stories that start yeah, with, yeah, yeah. I was too small. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, they, clubs home, know this. Close to home, is it? Clubs know this. Speaking as a man who didn't grow from 14. No, I know. I'm pretty much in uh, my fighting weight that I was when but I was 14. Peter, you and I are the only ones who have played competitive football of late. Good point. The two big boys over here. Good point. No. Two big boys. <laughs> yeah. Big boys. Big in, big in one way more than the other. Um, <laughs> the centre-back partnership that never was, Jim yeah, Cavill and Luke Ball. The Buffal guy, I don't want to get a lot of pelters for saying this. The Buffal guy. <laughs> I, I said that, I, that Buffal guy. Yeah. The Buffal team. Yeah. He, yeah. He, um, he, came from, he came from Lille, and I can't remember much money he was, but he... I think he was doing that clearly. Players do that type of celebration because they want to be picked more, right? Yeah, of course. Um, that that goal... Just it, score your goal, that's enough. It was quite bad defending. <laughs> Joshua, Joshua, Joshua emailed in saying, I was very disappointed not to hear a mention of Buffalo's goal versus West Brom. He slalomed through four defenders. Are you having a go at his slaloming? No, I enjoyed the slaloming, but I just want to put it out there for the record... Two West Brom players ran into each other and well, fell over. Well, I think those. Two, I swear, <laughs> they I swear, those two West Brom players. It was uh, uh, nowadays uh, Fenwick and, and Peter Reid. I swear it was them. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> but um, but Brighton, yeah, Brighton. I mean, they're playing Southampton at the weekend, aren't they? And they'll be still purring, will they not? Off after their win against. But they were really good. I know West Ham were poor, but they looked really good in that game. Put them to the sword. I was looking at that Southampton side. Decent spine in that team. Forster and goal Van Dyke. If he stays around, uh, Romeo is a very uh, adept midfielder. Tadic as well, and, and Gabby Dean. They've got options up front. I know the options. Uh, you know, Charlie Austin wasn't in the side in, in the, the Carabao Cup, and I think he might be out uh, for a bit. But uh, you look at the side, and you think a lot of teams in that league wouldn't wouldn't mind to have a few of those players in there. Well, they're trying to get Van Dyke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of teams in the league are trying to get Van Dyke. Do you think case. it might just be that um, things have got a little bit stale at Southampton? They sort of hit a wall of or hit a ceiling really of where their realistic mm-hmm. expectations can come. So, how do those players? You know, what are the motivations of those players? Are they are they just trying to repeat what they've already done? Because that's a hard thing to aim at, isn't it? With well, any sort of you know momentum. If they were aiming to be the best team on the south coast of England, they've achieved that goal. They have profoundly, certainly. leaving everyone in their dust. You know what they say about success, though, Marcus? What's that? It's leased. It's never owned. Is that right? And you have to pay rent every damn day. There's only one. <laughs> There's only yeah, one. And didn't Portsmouth learn that? Yeah. <laughs> they paid no rent. <laughs> and then paid it all at yeah. once with interest. Yeah, but Brighton, I mean, if, I, if I'm being slightly honest, I would prefer Brighton to win this. And they are 11, <laughs> they are 11 to 5 to beat Southampton with better 365. So £10 natural will turn £32, including stake. Yeah. That's disgraceful. Partisanship. I'm doing the bets next week. Yeah. Brighton said uh, that they need the atmosphere in the ground to be like that of a cup final for every home game. And you can bet your bottom pound 
that yeah. it's going to be like that. Yeah, well, it's been happening in every game so far, isn't it? So. It's a great place to go. It's a real destination to go watch football. I like it down there. Mm-hmm. It's good. There we are. Uh, Luke, what is our best bet with Bet365? Well, we've got a new man in the hot seat. Um, step forward, Mr. Sean Williams, who emails with the following. Hello, chaps. I'm throwing my hat in the ring for one of the hottest seats in world football, <laughs> the Bet365 uh, best bet hot seat. I believe that I can muster up the knowledge to help donate money for a wonderful charity while also trying to claim the title of ORE. No one's done it yet, Sean. Uh, my bet of the week is down to an apparent derby on the south coast, apparent derby, uh, between Brighton and Southampton. <laughs> Both teams are coming off wins, however, the momentum is definitely with Brighton at the moment. My beloved Southampton are just scraping wins this season and can barely get the ball in the back of the net. However, it is a matter of time before things click with the new manager, and I believe that to be this weekend. So my bet is a draw in the first half and Southampton to win the second half. So draw Southampton in the half-time, full-time market at 9-2. to two. Nice two with Bet365 uh, means our £50 will return £275 for Prostate Cancer UK uh, should this one come to pass. And you must be over the age of 18 to gamble and do gamble responsibly. And for more information on that, go to gamblerware.co.uk. So that's from Sean Williams. Thanks for that, Sean. Thanks for stepping up. And just to reiterate the, the bet, the t- it needs to be a draw at half-time and a Southampton win at full-time for the bet to come in. Nice one, Shawnee. I think, yeah, I, th- I like the cut of this guy's jib. Cool. Mm. Oh, well, listen, we want, we want someone to get a hat-trick in. It's never been done. Yeah, yeah. Never been done. Never knowing. So, uh, one before the season's out, I'd be happy be with. Great, it's looking it? hard. It'd be great. Well, we need to get Ryan Brewster on the go. We, we do. <laughs> we do. A hat-trick back, specialist. Indeed, yeah. Luke, should we look ahead to the weekend? Yeah, I've got a couple of, because I got excited earlier and did a few of them uh, when, uh, when people mm. were doing emails. That's fine. That's I've fine. got a couple more to finish up with, because we're fairly short of time anyway. Uh Peter Blow says who cares about the Prem we've got a World Cup final to watch there you yeah. go yeah. I thought you like that one <laughs> oh blowy uh, and Taffy Woolback I just like that name yeah Taffy. oh brilliant this is the type of guy Taffy may or may not be basically <laughs> he's called Taffy right yeah I'm getting dressed up as a bumblebee for Halloween this weekend. <laughs> a big presumably Welsh bumblebee one of your mates Pete presumably yeah do you know okay. Taffy? I don't know Taffy. You will no. by Monday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, Taffy, if you are going to get in touch, please do on Monday and uh, send us in a picture of you as a bumblebee. Um, because, and the Halloween party, your work sounds amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good. Any more? Is that it? That's it. I what, what, what can you... Uh, where do you go yeah, from you, Taffy you and his bumblebee that. outfit? Yeah. Certainly not. Um, any more for any more, gentlemen? Show the Football Ramble if you want to get involved with the show and say hello. There we yeah, are. And, and, and yeah, we have uh, shows every Monday, every Friday, mm. uh, and we have On the Constant, which is European football on Wednesday, so mm. tune into that as well. Uh, and make sure you sat, subscribe and download and tell all your pals. Superb. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. It's been an absolute pleasure, everybody. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Oh, Jim. Goodbye. I'm not ready to beat her. Baba da booby. Have a goodbye from me. <laughs> When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.